The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it, Hale Varsity Radio on the road. It is game day as Nebraska-Minnesota set the touch gloves. We are just a stone's throw away here from Gopher Stadium. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, let's get it rolling as uh, Nebraska embarks in the season opener here 2023. And P.J. Fleck in his oars and his boat, man, they're... Uh, they're there. Will it? Will there be a hole in the boat by ten thirty tonight for the Real Red Reaction post game, or will it be uh, another missed opportunity for Nebraska in a tight ball game? Who knows? That's kind of where a lot of Nebraska fans are at as we bumped into so many awesome listeners here to Hale Varsity Radio here at the Graduate in Minneapolis. What's going to happen? Who knows? You can think. You can predict you can wait you can see but it is something that is on the minds of most what nebraska looks like and is tonight and uh, we'll dive into it 489-1240 489-1240 the number to get into uh the show today 800-825-5865 wherever you hear us across the hail varsity radio network and can email the show chris at hailvarsity.com one easy way to interact with us is the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Uh, check that out or the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Elijah, I, I wore sleeves so I could kind of roll them up because it's going to be that type of ball game. It's funny. I ran into to three really awesome listeners in the, uh, the workout facility. Before you scoff and laugh, I did get a workout in some lifting, not light lifting either. And also uh, some some cardio, and as three Husker fans, two on the treadmill, one benching, is everyone's doing their workout, and I'm I'm kind of <clears throat> limbering up. One of the uh, the Husker fans says, "Dude, it smells like beer in here." That wasn't me, but you had a, a trio of Husker fans sweating out the toxins. Uh, about 9.45 today because uh, they're on vacay coming all the way up to see their beloved Huskers. And we all had a good chuckle with that, sweating out the toxins. Nebraska's been needing to do that for years in close ball games. That they have, Schmitty, that they have. That's a good comparison, but it's a new day. And, and I tell you, what, after volleyball day last night, which I do want to spend a second on here, we, I, know, yes, I know everyone's juiced up about the Nebraska game tonight, but let's not forget what last night was for the Husker volleyball program, the national implications of what last night was. That was huge. I think it, it proved to a lot of people in this country what not just volleyball can be, but what women's sports can be moving forward. That was a phenomenal event and one that I'm sure that it, not many people in that stadium will ever forget with just how juiced up Memorial Stadium was and, and the, the phenomenal just presentation and, and entire event that that was. That had me juiced up. And does it not feel a little bit schmitty 
like it's a new day in Husker Nation from volleyball day yesterday, Matt Rule being the coach. I mean, something about today just feels a little bit different. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me saying that on the air. Something feels a little different, though. It does. It, it, it feels... Well, prepared for. Does it, it, does it feel planned. optimistic it feels, for the first time in a couple of years? <laughs> no, you can feel optimistic, even though Nebraska right now is is cautious. Nebraska fans are cautious just because they know that it is game one with a lot of new. And it, there's a lot of new on Minnesota as well. The difference is the new is more of a plug-and-play versus new to the program and and Matt rules new to Nebraska but uh, he's been in these situations before he's been in openers before he's been in tight spots before and and I think his calmness and Nebraska's game plan will will put these guys in position to compete for a win tonight so let's get into it we'll hit some over unders let's get you the lineups. Uh, as on the show today, we'll, we'll spend time with Brandon Vogel. He'll join us here in about 15 minutes. Jay Moore uh, will check in, and uh, we'll get Jay Moore's take on tonight's game. Gary Barnett has a thought on Nebraska v. Minnesota. And then uh, the infamous, the imaginary, he's where he wears red and he's make-believe. Clausburn will be in with a forecast for us, Nebraska-Minnesota. As it sits right now, The line, minus seven, Nebraska underdog, and the over-under at 43-and-a-half. I think most people believe it's going to be a close ball game, a one-score ball game. The thing that is going to be uh, just imperative for Nebraska, and it isn't even that fast start that that Coach Rule was asked about, Elijah. It's going to be about handling adversity. And and I I truly believe – Coach Rule from from moment one has really tried to drill into this football team that it is not going to be pretty. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be flat out messy. He used the, the the word messy this week. How do you handle the mess? And can Nebraska withstand that, survive that, overcome it? Can they just kind of work through it and move on to what's next? What what is next? That's been a, a big talking point. And they'll they'll have a chance to see how they are early in this season. Now, as the season goes on, they'll get better, we think, and be able to adapt to those situations. But are they ready right now out of the gate to handle a major uppercut that's Minnesota on the road? Schmidt, I'm with you there. You're going to get punched in the mouth. And I think one of the keys to being able to, to handle that adversity is to really understand, and, and there's been weeks of preparation from this team, to really understand what your opponent is. And by that, I think what I'm trying to say is you got to think like a gopher. Who is the gopher's ally? His friend. The harmless squirrel and the friendly rabbit. I'm going to use you two guys to do my dirty work for me. (laughs) Yeah, the old plastic explosive (laughs) trick. Thank you, Bill Murray. (laughs) Cutter chimes in. The real question of the day is between last night and if the Huskers win tonight, how many folks are calling in sick to work tomorrow? Uh, personal time off requests incoming to managers. Well, I hope you're you're tight with your manager. I think half of Nebraska is up here. Uh, they went from volleyball straight onto the uh, the old red eye in the morning 
to get up to Minnesota or at least got in the family truckster and, and started navigating because there is so much red here. Gentlemen here in the sweet-looking red and white striped overalls. Uh, he's wearing the visor with the red dyed uh, kind of uh, sideshow bob top, you know, the, mm, the, yes. the prop you can get with the, uh, the visor and the hair on it. Uh, he's, he's all decked out. He's ready to go. But there's a little gold and a lot of red here in the lobby here at the graduate. Uh, shout out to our friends at Sauter Heyman. Shout out to our friends at Lazari's Pizza for helping power this road show. The monkey is working tonight. Junior is slinging pie during the football game. So if, if uh, you need some spicy chicken, just saying, tell Junior to get off his and, and, and make you a pizza. Okay. So uh, Cutter, I don't know how many folks are calling in sick, but there'll be a collective love slash hug fest if they get it done tonight. Elijah, this thing's going to be barbaric, and then that's okay. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be physical. It's going to be about turnovers. It's going to be about field position. It's going to be a a boring Big Ten game if you want high-flying shootouts. That, that ain't it tonight. That's okay. I think Nebraska and Nebraska fans are ready for a dose of not even normal or boring, but they're just ready for a dose of, of a slugfest. Yeah. And that's what tonight's about. It's about running the ball and stopping the run. And it's what you loved. And it's what Nebraska did so well for forever. Uh, can they get back to it this early in the Matt Rule era? Yeah, it's, it's as you said, a slugfest, a fist fight. Who's going to be able to get up off the mat once you get punched? Or who's going to be able to avoid going to the mat in the first place after you get punched? That's what Big Ten football is. And I think uh, a lot of people, now that we've seen a couple years of some teams opening up their, their conference slate in week one or week zero, you know that it's going to be ugly. That's how football games are early in the season. I don't think we really appreciated it whenever you're playing the the, the Georgia Southerns of the world. And I know I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek based on what happened last season, but you're not getting those warm-up games anymore. This is going to be Big Ten football boiled down to its finest. I think we're going to see punts. I think we're going to see field position battles. I think we're going to see ugliness. That's kind of what makes the Big Ten beautiful. But above all, we're going to see physicality tonight. And the question for Nebraska is, is what are they able to do under nine months of Matt Rule? Are you able to instill that culture in your team just yet? Because I truly believe Nebraska has the talent to match up with Minnesota. I think Scott Frost brought in some talent. The development's another question, but there was talent for Matt Rule to work with. He brought in some of of his guys as well to come in and supplement that talent. I don't think this is a bad football team. The question to me is how much of Matt Rule's mentality was he able to instill in his first nine months on the job? Because P.J. Fleck has had seven years to install his mentality, and love it or hate it, P.J. Fleck's mentality has found success despite all the clapping whenever he enters team meetings and all the weirdness and feeling elite all the time. Love it or hate it, P.J. Fleck <laughs> has instilled his culture within that Minnesota Golden Gophers football team. Culture's huge in the Big Ten. Has Matt Rule been able to instill his culture in nine months to a point where you can at least go toe-to-toe with the Gophers? I'm not saying you have to be ahead of where the Gophers are at now, but Matt Rule's laid it out a couple times. Are you able to have a ball game in the fourth quarter, and can your cream rise to the top whenever the the, the, the game becomes or reaches the, the highest pressure moments? Or is your cream able to, to rise to the top in a close ball game? That's going to be the question. All Nebraska has to do to be able to make this a close game in the fourth quarter is... 
withstand the fist fight. Go toe-to-toe with, with Minnesota in their physicality. If you can get it to the fourth, it's a one-score game. Nebraska's got a chance. That's going to be a huge key. Matt Rule said, I don't care about starting fast. It's about how you finish. Well, if you want to finish strong, you have to be within striking distance in that fourth quarter. And if Nebraska can be within striking distance, that's the chance to prove that you have been able to instill your culture over the course of nine months and really flip the script from what the past four or five years have been. Brennan says, uh, we made it, fellas. It is game day, manifest destiny. 1-0 and Nebraska on 831. Nebraska's had that rallying cry 831 for a few weeks here. How about Heard Austin? Old- how, how about Austin yeah. with, off the top rope first? Yeah, uh, it was pretty good. Austin, tonight's about establishing one or a one or two score lead and really putting the nail in the coffin with an onside kick. <laughs> Austin, thank you for that. Uh, that is well-placed, uh, like, unlike an onside kick a year ago. And uh, I could not disagree more with you, Austin, that tonight is not about when you pull the trigger on that That's so dreaded onside <laughs> kick. Uh, you have her Dizzle chime it in. Go Big Red. How about that volleyball game? It was amazing. Absolutely it was. Uh, Omaha and Fremont, Go Big Red from Kansas City. Uh Thank you for listening. And you know what? Uh, we are here all night long, man. Cue uh, up Lionel Richie because we've got the show here till six. Uh, excited about that. We will have post game real red reaction. We want you to check out, check that out, chime in on that. And uh, we'll be able to, to take your thoughts and calls with real red reaction uh, locally on KFOR. So we'll bring you that uh, post game. And see how Nebraska fares, right? It's going to be uh, all about composure tonight. And is Nebraska able to adopt what Matt Rule is in this short nine-month window? Uh, not even nine months for Matt Rule, but nine months since they last played a ball game. 489-1240 uh, is the number to get in, 800-825-5865. We'll get Jay Moore's take. And listen, let me ask you this. As a Nebraska fan, how much of tonight is really about just playing well? I mean, are, are you are you back to that point as a Nebraska fan? Is the win just a bonus for you tonight? And I, I, you know how weird I, I feel saying that, asking that question? But really, because you, you've got your Nebraska fans that you, you've – hurt for the last few years and i i get it and it's it's a big picture discussion right with matt rule it's the topic of rome not being built in a day but man you can burn rome down quickly (laughs) and yeah yeah you win tonight it's a bonus it's an over deliver it's icing it's ice cream it's a uh, a triple instead of a double shot of vodka tonic. And, and Shmidt, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you just slightly here because no, no, d- d- disagree so, away. My some, something I said when Matt Rule was hired, if you go way back and check out a reaction to Matt Rule being hired, it's a, a fantastic Saturday morning show for us. It's okay to be a Husker fan and have expectations with the amount of resources that you, the fan pump into this program with the amount of eyeballs that you put on this program it's okay for you to have expectations as a Husker fan. Now, it's also important to understand those expectations need to be in check. But if your expectation is, you know what? With the amount of talent Nebraska has in this program, with the amount of money we're paying Matt Rule every single year, as I say that from a fan's point of view, it's, it's you paying the, the bills of Matt Rule. 
it's okay for you to have expectations in week one, despite the fact that it's only been nine months. And I understand Rome wasn't built in a day, but fan is short for fanatic. It's okay sure. for you to be a fanatic and have some expectations and say, hey, anything short of a win is a loss. Because I know Matt Rule is preaching that same thing to his team. He's not preaching moral victories going into this. He's not saying, hey, guys, no, absolutely if we not. keep it close, it's a win. He's preaching to the team a win is a win and a loss is an absolute failure. And if you feel that same way as a Husker fan, that's your right to. I, I think there are some silver linings that can be taken away in a loss. But I don't think that you can call a loss a victory just based on how it looks. It, you know what, and, it, and it's and it's a it's a living thing. It's different because you can you can rebound from whatever happens tonight in a positive way. You can springboard you, or you can learn from it and take it with you to Boulder. Uh, real, be, are you realistic here about your expectations? We'll check in with Brandon Vogel on the way. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Nice to meet Rocky. He just popped by to say what's up. Uh, was in the can. Dan says 26 24. Uh, Elvano for the win in Gooferland. 489 1240. We'll check in with Brandon Vogel here in a minute, get his take on things as uh, Vogue's uh, doing awesome work. Uh, and uh, Mr. Rick is out on his, fun- I got to I gotta check out Rick's uh, kitchen because this dude's got a flat screen built into uh, the wall with money black backsplash uh, surrounding it. <laughs> uh, one time my brother did backsplash, bless his heart, and it was incredible. I asked if I could help, and, and he said, eh, you know, uh, you'll do more harm than good. 489 1240, 489 1240. Mike Corgan has checked in on the stream yard. Uh, the nickname that we're going to say Cranach give the polar bear. So I guess Hutmacher has two nicknames. One you can read on the screen, I will not say on the air, and the other is, we just got to stick with, with Polar Bear, don't we? Is that family acceptable? I, 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 I think we can stick with it. I, I, I understand Mark's position on this. If you listen to the Saturday morning show, you, you'd know what that nickname is. I mean, and it, he does bring up a great point that whenever you, you, you say that name, and I don't think there's any problem with saying Nut Smasher on the air. <laughs> Elijah Herbal, everybody. I mean, we can say Nutcracker around Christmas time. What's the difference between Nutcracker and Nut Smasher, really, besides In, the violence intent, of the act? Intent. <laughs> One's a dancer. The other's <laughs> the other's the uh, the old fashioned. But um, yeah, the other is is something that threats happen that way. Uh, be sure to check out Brandon Vogel. Follow him on Twitter at Brandon L Vogel. And subscribe to the Counter Re. Him and Aaron Sorensen do an amazing job. A lot of red has just rolled in to the lobby. Uh, folks are hurting for beer. I think they're thirsty. Uh, and we say hi to Brandon Vogel in his football office. Vogues, it is game day, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. We made it. Um, I kind of like. Uh, I wouldn't want it every Thursday, but I kind of like this Thursday night opener. I think it's. I think it's intriguing. I mean, the game itself is intriguing, but playing on Thursday, 
having a little bit of center stage to yourself. I know there are other games, and uh, as somebody who likes to watch a lot of games, uh, having the freedom to do that on Saturday also makes me happy. So, yeah, it's it's good. Now, listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like the the first experience I had with Thursday night football was in high school, and it was. T.O. going for his 200th career win. And Baron Miles put on his Superman cape. They're down 13 nothing to some garbage, garbage Oklahoma State team. There's no motivation. There's no juice for Nebraska. And then Baron Miles blocks a punt, snakes it in the end zone. This is the 93, is that right? 90, yeah, 93 season. And Nebraska goes on to roll, fourth quarter team, 27 to 13. That, that blocked punt explodes things. The other Thursday night game was the, uh, the, the destruction of Oklahoma State uh, with 1995. Now, side note, bachelor party, I do remember this part of it. Nebraska went down to Southern Miss and uh, donkey punched Ole Miss or Southern Miss uh, rather heavily uh, in, in, a, in a blowout, in a blowout. But Thursday nights can get dicey. Let's just hope it's that way for the Gophers if you're a Nebraska fan. Folks, have you been able to put your finger on what the heck happens tonight, or are you just going to grab the popcorn and wait and see what the rest of us? Uh, no, I don't think I've been able to. I've, I've done my best, but I don't think I, I feel like I've got the pulse of this game. You know, Minnesota <laughs> No, Minnesota. You know, has, has a good amount to replace and, and some key players. I think they're pretty dangerous on the outside offensively. Like, they've, they've got a good group of receivers for a long time. Well, re- well, I guess at least the past two years for sure. They've been about the run-heaviest team in the country that doesn't run the option. 70%? Are going to be that? Yeah, are they going to be that way now, you know, without a, a Mo Ibrahim? Um, <clears throat> we'll see. But that, that run game really set up what was a pretty big play passing game. So it's interesting for them offensively. And then their heavier losses are on defense. Nebraska, you know, new staff, new team, new scheme. Uh, plenty of question marks on that side. Brendan, whenever I look at this, my, my opinion has changed just slightly over the past week or so as – as Minnesota's kind of found what they're going to be through fall camp. And, and I, I've been listening to some Minnesota podcasts. I've been listening to Joe Klatt and his preview. He's been doing a lot of preparation. And, and both Joe Klatt and the Minnesota faithful don't seem to have a lot of confidence in what the offensive line and the defensive line can be this year. And that's mostly because we haven't seen a lot of these guys. A lot of them have been sitting, waiting, biding their time in the program. But the, the Minnesota faithful don't seem to have a lot of confidence in those two units. And Joel Klatt says from his preparation, his, his conversations, he thinks Minnesota might be throwing the ball around a little bit more this year. Instead of focusing on that downhill rushing attack, it might be uh, a rushing attack mixed, mixed with some, some short rhythm passing attack. And that feels so different from what I'm used to from Minnesota based on what Fleck has done in his six years there now. And I want to get your thoughts on, on how you think Minnesota is going to attack this Husker team because the closer we get, the more I'm starting to think it might not be what we think of Minnesota when you think back to the past four or five seasons. Yeah, I, I think you could be right there. Like I, you know, I mentioned off the top, like pretty intriguing group of receivers. I know Brevin Span Ford, you know, is is a is a future NFL tight end uh, that you got to worry about as well. And you know, some of those flak Western Michigan teams were, were what I would describe as kind of pass pass first teams. So it's not totally outside of the realm. It's just different from what Minnesota has been uh recently under him so so i could see it you know the the o-line piece of it 
is is intriguing. Uh, I mentioned it in the game preview that I wrote this week. Uh, not not only did they lose three starters up front, but three All Big Ten guys, and I think three guys who all ended up on NFL rosters. Um, I'm not sure if all of them were drafted off the top of my head. But. So I mean that that all rings pretty true uh, to to what I've been able to see of of Minnesota. Just you know, kind of looking at their profile, questions on the lines. Um, good good receiver group. Returning quarterback, which which is an advantage not a lot of Big Ten teams have. Well, part-time starter returning at least, which is still not an advantage a lot of Big Ten teams have. Brandon Vogel's with us. The counter read is uh, where you can read Brandon Vogel at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. So, Vogues, you have confidence that Nebraska can seize the moment. What I mean by that is Nebraska's had opportunities – in their last five losses to Minnesota, well, four, 2019 was just grab the grab a firearm and rent a bullet. I mean, 2019 <laughs> was no good. But the games after that, though, right? The COVID game, 2020, uh, Nebraska's right there to have it. And here comes PJ with 30 guys that aren't sick. They win. 2021, the electronic fence at the goal line as you're trying to take the lead after being down two scores. And then even last year, you go, you go up 10-0. All you need, all you need is one more scoring possession to make that 13-16. a 16. And that's a three-score game, and Minnesota's game plan with the Greek freak has to go out the window because you knocked uh, Captain Morgan out. Nebraska could not seize the moment and deliver a knockout punch against Minnesota. I don't know if it happens tonight, but do you think that changes under rule where Nebraska can actually grab momentum, flip it, or keep it in these type of ball games, these slugfests? Yeah, I don't I don't know how confident I am in like them being able to do that tonight in a couple of hours, first game out. <clears throat> but I do feel a greater confidence in them being in that position as we continue on. You know, I've been really impressed with this coaching staff. Um, you know, just from from the outside, but I, I think they're I think they're about teaching the right things, which you know seems like a maybe seems like a foregone conclusion for these guys who make five, six, seven, eight million dollars a year, but uh, it's it's not. Um, and the way that they kind of preach their approach to this, um, I think I think is what makes the difference. Is what makes that feel likely eventually for me, and and we'll see. You know, this is a game that will probably be that um i think it's going to be a close quarters game um it's going to be ugly in in a way that like all week one games are but i think styles here contribute to that a a little bit and and it's probably going to be close uh most of the the past nebraska minnesota games flex five and one against nebraska um almost all of them except for one i think if i'm remembering correctly was was a close game of, of those wins for minnesota that 10 point deficit last year was the largest comeback at Minnesota since 2014 to your point of them not being built to, to kind of do that. I mean, 10 points, like sure it's two scores, but it's not even two touchdowns. It's Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale varsity radio and Vogues. If tonight is not a win for Nebraska, can this still be a victory for the program as a whole? I know Matt rule is not going to preach that to his team, but from, from a fan base point of view and from a where this program has been, can, can something that is not a win tonight, which the only option is a loss, can that still be a win for this program in its rebuilding process? 
Um, I, I think so. Um, and in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm maybe the worst person to ask this because I, I kind of firmly believe that for a number of years now, I've, I've beaten into the ground that football seasons to me are like are like novels and, and every game's a chapter. And, you know, we treat one as as, as the story on its own every every time because you've got a, a week to go until the next one right but really so a win for me for nebraska here would be do you come out of this game feeling optimistic about the next one um because i really do like make an effort to look at this as like there's there's 12 games the only objective is to win them the only way you can get where you want is to win every chapter if we're going to use that analogy um but it's just not it's not always the case so i i'm I'm kind of predisposed to the notion that, hey, let's let's see what we can learn tonight and uh, we'll move on to Colorado when it's time to move on to Colorado. Bogues, I'm going to put you on the spot before we say goodbye. Do you have a prediction or at least a lean for our wagering friends out there? Um, I mean, on the wagering side, uh, if you could get Nebraska up to that seven and a half, which it's been bouncing around between seven and seven and a half, that's a big half point. And uh, as, as we know from previous shows, Elijah has espoused Matt Rule's uh, stunning record as in the way underdog. So that's good. <laughs> and uh, I think if uh, you can get it to 43 or uh, above that, certainly uh, it feels, it feels like the under um, in terms of a, a score prediction. Um, how about 2017 Nebraska game-winning field goal by Tristan Alvano set up wow. Schmitty by a block punt by Baron Miles Jr. Wow. Look at you. Bring it full circle. Bogues, we love you. Thanks for the time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the big run and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing? It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow here in Nebraska, Minnesota. Awaits kickoff at 7. We're here at the graduate. Again, big thanks to Sauter Heyman and our friends at Lazari's. Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore, the Eagle Man. As uh, you, Bird, you dropped in Jay Moore with us. You dropped in a, an Eagle bomb shot earlier in the week. First, congratulations on that, man. Yeah, thank you. That was, it was fun. The, the, the golf season for me this year has been a little rough. Uh, just with injuries and I just haven't played very well. And uh, that was just kind of, that's, that's what golf does. It keeps, keeps you coming back. Cause uh, I wasn't, I wasn't too high on, on the game of golf. Uh, but then, you know, I go out there and it's the, you know, the USJ four ball qualifier. So I have a partner, uh, one of my best buddies, Dave Easley, but uh, we just got it going, put, made some putts early on the day and shot nine under and went to a playoff and uh, first hole of the playoff. It's a reachable par five. And I, uh, we, I knock it on another guy from the other team that we're playing to qualify, qualify against knocks it on. And I go first and I bury a 40 foot Eagle putt that was down a slope and just went in the hole perfectly and did it too, not too much celebration went on. Cause I knew he still had a chance to tie us and he damn near made it. So <laughs> Dave and I are headed to uh Philly cricket club and, and uh, towards the end of May of next year to play in the USJ four ball event. 
Now, Jay, what's that the, is what, awesome. What's the bigger accomplishment for you this week? Is it is it that qualifying, or is it getting moved from the Monday show all the way up to the pregame <laughs> Thursday show? What's the bigger? Honor? Well, if I didn't, if I wasn't, if we didn't have to go to the playoff, I was going to be do your guys' show on Monday. <laughs> so we had to go to the playoffs. So um, I'd say that's the bigger the bigger the accomplishment. I'm sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, find Jay on Twitter at jmore44 and Jay, of course, with Big Red Wrap Up. Jay, you you said something key there. You know, you want to keep coming back, and and we have all had those golf outings where we want to quit or we want to play another 18. Uh, Nebraska football openers has uh, made it hard for some of the fans to want the season to keep going. Mm-hmm. It, we're, we're talking even just after one game. So I'm interested to get your take, bud, on uh, tonight's magnitude. Uh, what what could and what does tonight mean for you, a former former Husker? And it's also, you know, game one of the rule era. Right. You know what? It's weird because I'm excited, but I'm also just kind of – it's just it's total wait and see mode for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get too high. And I think I think the majority of the fan base doesn't want to get too high because we've been – on you know cloud nine essentially going into the first game with scott frost and we've been obviously vastly disappointed so i'm excited to see it i'm excited to see you know the what you know the 11 guys or 22 guys are going to start on the field offense or defense and and just see how they handle it because it's going to be there's gonna be some times where it's not going our way and i'm excited to see how they're going to handle this adversity with this new staff i'm excited to see how this the new staff's going to handle adversity uh especially going on to play a big 10 opponent on the road on a Thursday night. It's, it's not, it's not normal to do that. So it's going to be really cool to finally see it. And I can't believe it's already here. And I'm, I'm excited to see what this product's going to look like and see what Minnesota's going to look like. I think there's still a lot of unknowns. I, we, we picture Minnesota since PJ has been there for run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, uh, own the time of possession, uh, limit, you know, turnovers and, and bad mistakes. But they kind of they might throw it around this year. I think it's going to be a little different than they don't have Ibrahim back there. So I think I'm excited to see what they look like. They they might are they going to have an identity crisis you know, early on in the year because their best players are at wide receiver and their quarterback is is mobile but can throw it as well. So it's going to be it's going to be fun to see this the whole cat and mouse, especially early in the first half where both teams are feeling each other out and mistakes are being made. And I think once the second half gets here, everyone's going to settle in and there'll be some good football. Jay Moore's with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And Jay, in your opinion, can anything less than victory be considered a successful night for Nebraska tonight? Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't think Nebraska, I mean, I'm big on wrap up. I said Minnesota wins 27 23. I don't think Nebraska wins. I, I just, it's, I don't know who Nebraska is. And at least Minnesota has some understanding who they are and they, and they have some familiarity with winning. When Nebraska, like I said, Winning's a habit, losing's a habit, and we've we've had losing habits. Uh, Minnesota has won way more football games than the University of Nebraska in the last three years, so they know how to win and they know how to do it. With that that staff it might look different, but when we kind of when the crap hits the fan, they can kind of fall back on who they are. I don't we I don't know who Nebraska is, and I don't know if Matt Rule knows who they are yet. I don't know if the, the players know who they are yet. So I'm a little hesitant to fully commit to them winning. Do I think they can win? Yes. I just don't think it's going to happen. I just, I think it's going to be close. I think Minnesota pulls out, you know, they're, they're just going to seal the deal late in the game. Uh, and, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a late cover by Nebraska, but unfortunately it's just not going to be enough to win the game. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a fail. I, I, I do not think it's, it's a fail. Minnesota's a good football program. 
P.J. Flex a good coach. I know they had some adversity here in the offseason just with culture issues, but uh, those have been quieted down. I don't. I, I, they're going to be a good football team this year. They're going to play in a bowl game, and uh, and we haven't. You know, we haven't played in, in one in the last you know six years. So I don't. If we don't win, I don't think it's. Listen, we can beat Colorado. We can beat Northern Illinois. We can beat Louisiana Tech. And there's a lot. To, there's still a lot of games to play for. And I just first game of the year in this in this situation. I just think it's it's going to be a little too much for these guys. But like I said, it's not it's not end of the world if we lose this football game. Jay Moore is with us. Hail Varsity Radio Roadshow here at the Graduate, right across from Gopher Stadium. And Jay, of course, with Big Red Wrap Up at Jay Moore forty four on Twitter. Jay, I kind of get that sense where it is like you know a bonus if Nebraska. Oh, yeah, by the way, goes out and wins on top of playing well enough to be competitive in the game. I want to get your take on on you know, just a couple minutes here. Who are you excited to see? I mean, what who, who are you excited to see and what are you excited to see about Nebraska? How, is it more so just their response to things? How, I'm how excited to, yeah, I'm excited to see the defense play. I think the defense is going to be really good this year. I'm not too concerned with the new three three five scheme. I think our guys that we have fit this mold very very well i think our guys in the back end are going to fit this scheme very 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 well i think isaac gifford's going to flourish in this defense i think luke reimers is going to flourish in this defense i think ty robinson is going to flourish in this defense uh, i think you're going to see a lot of newcomers play that are as you know freshmen or redshirt freshmen that are going to stand stand out in this defense i'm, I'm just excited to see some of the new guys you know see blaze gunnerson finally play uh see cam lenhart play uh, but you look at the offense you know there's some familiarity on the offensive guys, but I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Jeff Sims. Is he going to be – are they going to utilize him in the QB run game? Obviously, he's going to scramble in, in passing situations, but are they going to have design runs for him? You know, is it is – it, or an RPO situation? I'm excited to see what Gabe Urban's going to do in the running back room. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, the depth of that running back room as well. You know, Ramir Johnson, Anthony Grant, uh, you know. So I think that's going to be fun to watch. I'm going to see Thomas Fedoni finally play. And see what we know he can play too, and I'm excited to see, uh, you know, Billy Kemp, what he's able to bring to the table from the special teams wise. So there's a lot of things I'm excited to see. Uh, it, you can look at it from a, a micro or a macro type of situation, and I think, you know, micro wise, it's seeing all these new players, new faces, and how they handle the new schemes, and, and you know, handle tough situations with rule. But I'm just finally excited to see a, this team play after all the. You know, you don't want to call it bad football or just inconsistent mm-hmm. football. I'm ready to turn a new page and start seeing better, more consistent football going forward under Coach Rule. Jay, enjoy the ball game tonight. We'll get caught up next week as we get ready for the buffs and get your recap on the Gophers. Thanks for a few minutes today, bud. Yep, always. Thanks, guys. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Tail Varsity Radio Roadshow here at the Graduate in Minneapolis. We are, again, that option pitch away from the stadium. That's how close we are. We invite you to come on by if you're streaming us and do so uh, in a couple of three different ways. You can always check out the Hail Varsity YouTube channel. You can always find Hail Varsity Radio on Twitter at HVarsity Radio. And, of course, KFOR Facebook and Twitter. Real Red Reaction commences tonight. We, we deep into the wee hours, potentially, as uh, Will Wilson, Bill Hooks, Elijah Herbal, myself, 
I'll be uh, trucking back across the, the a busy street, and hopefully, if you're a Nebraska fan, a flooded street of red, wearing big red, just joyous people that, that have seen a, a road win for the first time in a long time. Last time Nebraska won here in Minneapolis, Searles was on the sideline, uh, not playing, but uh, was, was in the NFL for the Vikings, and Mike Riley and Terrell Newby uh, went off on the Gophers. Uh, it's been a long time. I think that was 2016, 2015, maybe. 2015, but, I think. 2015. So we're working on eight years. So for we're working on eight years. For reference, that was Elijah Herbel's junior year of high school. As he was trying to grow that mustache you see right now that gets him, well, some applause and, and, and some weird looks. Uh, let's talk personal injury. Let's talk dire law. If you've uh, been hurt in a personal injury accident, you can count on the Dyer Law Team to provide you with the helping hand when you need it. Uh, No matter what you're doing, uh, you can give Dyer Law a phone call today at 402-393-7529 or visit Dyer Law online. Dyer.law. Chat with the trusted professionals, the legal experts about your personal injury. That's Dyer.Law, Dyer.Law, 402-393-7529. And, and so, Schmitty, while we're talking personal injury here, a new, unique part of the Big Ten this year, we're about, I think, four minutes away from uh, getting yes. an availability report from both teams to see who's going to be a go tonight and who won't be. So Nebraska now, according to Big Ten bylaws, will be required to release that. A couple names that I'm watching for, First and foremost, that wide receiver room is Marcus Washington with the the knee he's been nursing through fall camp. Is he going to be a go tonight? Even if he is a go, we don't know how adjusted and ready to go he's going to be with this offense, but that's a name to watch. Another one, Nick Henrich didn't get the black shirt earlier this week. He's been nursing an injury as well uh, through about the last week uh, to week and a half. So we're going to see if he's a go or not. That's uh, a big blow to the Husker defense if one of the most experienced guys you have is not going to be able to go tonight, at least in some sort of limited capacity. So those are the two names I'm watching for. And I guess we can probably throw Teddy Prohaska in there as well, but I don't think he's going to be playing either way. But it will be interesting to see if he's suited up. If you see Marcus Washington, you'll see him in the second half. I, I will say that. Uh, Henrich is somebody that, I think he'll he'll give it a go. Yeah, he's a gamer. But what what's what's his what's his ability like? How how compromised is he uh, with an ankle? Uh, that that's the question mark right there. And, and yeah, with Teddy, you, you pray that you don't need Teddy if he isn't ready. Okay, you you want Turner and Benhart. Hey, what kind of night does Bryce Benhart have? Right, home state. Is he, uh, is he ready to take a leap? Hour two, Gary Barnett kicks us off. Hail Varsity Live here at The Graduate. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hail Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. 
Back into it at Tail Varsity Radio Road Show here in Minneapolis at the Graduate, uh, just ahead Nebraska and Minnesota. We say hi to the Hall of Fame coach Gary Barnett with us. And coach, uh, what a well, what an opportunity for for both programs, Nebraska tonight against Minnesota. You guys get to take on TCU a, a little bit uh, later on. How you doing? Well, you know, I sort of go into my coaching mode now, and that is that there's just I don't, we don't have everything done. We're not ready to play yet. We need another day, or we need another two <laughs> days. So I do to get all my stuff ready, and then you know we get late stuff out of out of the uh, out of TCU and late stuff out of our own place at CU for information, and so. Uh, you know, if, if fortunately I, I go to the games and I go to all the practices and get to know the kids and know this and that, but you know, if you're just, you're just doing it off the cuff, you're just doing sports, you're not even getting uh, too deep until tomorrow and, or, you know, later today. So, I mean, it's just, it's a cram as, as you're going through it right now. And it all, you think you have all this time to get ready and all of a sudden you don't have much time to get ready and it's not enough time. So it was that same way as coaching. You know, I wanted another day. I wanted two more practices. I wanted another meeting and whatever. But then all of a sudden the bell rings, you got to be there and off you go. So did, is there a year you felt more ready than others? I don't think so. I don't think because, you know, you have complications, you have guys get sick, you have guys get hurt, you have this or that pop up. All of a sudden compliance says that this guy can't make the trip or, Mm -hmm. you know, you just got to be ready for all that sort of stuff. And you just never, ever get all your ducks in a row and everything ready to go. So you can just get on the plane or you can just go to the hotel. It's you're, you're doing something the last minute on in every year and every game. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, I want to get your thoughts on on the coaching matchup here in, in Minneapolis. Why do you think Fleck has been so good and so successful? And then the other side of that, why do you think Coach Rule can be successful? Well, I, I think it, it all comes down to buy-in uh, to the coach's personality, you know, and PJ's got a, a different way of doing things. Um, I'm not sure anybody else does it quite the way he does. But, you know, when you b- believe in it and you buy into it, then that's 50% of the battle for you as a coach is to get buy-in. And so he's, he's got guys there that buy into what he's doing and, and his system and, and his way of doing his culture. So uh, – Coach Rule uh, will be the same way. You know, if he gets buy-in to his culture, then they'll do just fine. I mean, it'll still be a battle every week, and you're still going to win and lose games you didn't think you'd win or lose. But that just comes along with it. But it's a lot easier to do if there's there's 80 of you, including your coaches, that are all locked arms in in what you're trying to get done, and everybody understands it. So – Coach Rule will be successful if he gets buy-in. And uh, you don't get buy-in usually right away in the first year. It just doesn't happen. But um, when, it, especially if you're taking over a program, mm-hmm. unless you're a Dion. And then if you're Dion, you've replaced everybody, and the guys that are coming in are either buying in or they're not going to be there long either. So uh, you can you can sort of create that now where you couldn't before. Coach, I want to talk uh, about uh, some some numbers with uh, Minnesota, they're great 
on third down, that situational football defensively and offensively. They have been anyway, but it's going to be a, a different Minnesota just because of some personnel changes. I want to talk about Nebraska for a moment and what their strength could be this year, and that's that up the middle uh, on the offensive line with Scott coming in from Arizona State and both guards, and I think that's where Nebraska can be real nice running the football or better. What's what's a fair goal? You live the Big Ten life. You know what it takes to win running the football. Nebraska wants to be a fourth-quarter team, and Coach Rules talked about, you know, when, when does that happen? Uh, you know, body blows to get to the fourth and then – wear somebody out that that physical mentality what's a what's a good goal rushing wise for nebraska because it's been so sporadic or it was always on adrian's back uh, for for so many years get 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 your rushing somehow and it ended up being the quarterback well rushing goals sort of changed through the years with different offenses and uh different defensive systems but um chris always understand that that your team will take on the personality of your offensive line. Mm. And uh, there's no other group that represents your team like the offensive line does. Uh, occasionally the defensive line will, but for the most part, uh, it's going to be, it's your offensive line. And if you, if you are, you're solid physically uh, from tackle to tackle or tight end to tight end, however you're, you're playing and you, they have a mindset, and they know, if they know that that team uh, depends on, their success depends on what that offensive line group does, and they buy into that, and then and they take great pride in taking on that that uh, that sort of flag. That's that's what great teams do, and that's what good teams do. And so, when Coach Rule can get to the situation, and he may be there now, where his offensive line is takes control of the personality of that football team, then, you know, you can set the goal, but, and I think that's always important and everybody wants to do that, but it's just when they take control of the locker room, they they take on the personality that takes on the personality of them. That's, that's when you got things rolling. And, you know, it goes, I can go back to when, we, I remember our, I hate to bring this up to you, but when we had, <laughs> I know where, but I will anyway. Know where you're going. I will anyway. Yeah. Uh, everybody can turn their, their radio down now if you're listening. But um, when I heard um, the coaches from Nebraska say we had to change our practice because Colorado was so physical, when you get somebody to change their practice because that other team is so physical, then you're in their head and you've got a chance. You've got a real chance. And so that's, that's where you want an offensive line like Nebraska could have or has had in the past. Uh, everybody worried about the offensive line through the years. And worried meaning you're going to have to play Nebraska's mm-hmm. offensive line. So w- when you get to that point, then, then, then you can do a lot of things. I don't care if it's run or throw. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, we, we've got to be patient for Nebraska-Colorado week. Uh, some – some work to be done for, for Nebraska and Colorado to kick off. Two really good opponents, Minnesota. Nebraska has not beaten Minnesota since 2018. TCU, your, uh, your national champion game participant. 
And uh, then we'll get into to, to buff Husker talk. <laughs> but it's 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 looming and there's excitement for it. And uh, I wanted to, to get your take on uh, just where you think Nebraska and Minnesota are at right now. I want to I want to get into some of the picks and how do you see this thing uh shaken out the the lines kind of dropped a little bit coach uh, to, to six and a half uh, over unders right around 43 i think it's a tight ball game i think it's a low scoring ball game what do you see yeah i sort of see it the same way i don't think it's going to be a high scoring game uh and and i think both of them are going to rely on physicality of their offensive line and 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 hopefully their defensive line whoever has it in the defensive line will probably win this game and and so you're you're dealing with a culture that's in place that's at Minnesota that's uh, has won a lot of football games with PJ uh, and those guys those players believe in them uh, you know they they had half the work to do going into fall camp and or through fall camp that Nebraska did because they're all new and and uh, those sort of things but. Uh, I think six and a half is about right. I, I think this is a close game. I, I think that over-under is about right. I think what looks like to me or sounds like to me, Nebraska is going to try to be physical and run the football. And, um, you know, it's it sort of sounds like old-time Big Big Ten football. We'll see if it can be done. Uh, and both teams want to do that. What type of ace can this system be for Nebraska defensively with, with Tony White? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think nobody. I don't think Tony knows, and I think that you're going to find out tonight. And um, uh, I think everybody. That's that's those are the. That's a great thing about the sport is you can't answer those questions. For sure. <laughs> you you got to wait and see, and then then everybody, all the pundits will talk about whether it was good or bad. But um, you just got to wait and see, play the game out, and enjoy it. Enjoy watching it play out. We will. Let's do some rapid fire. Florida is at Utah. Uh, that also kicks off tonight, Coach. That was a that was a heck of a ball game last year. That was a great game, wasn't it? Utah led all the way, and then Florida comes back and wins the doggone thing. And I think the point spread's about the same as your point spread, six and a half with Utah. Mm-hmm. I like Utah. Florida guys going to play out there in that altitude. Uh, I like Utah. Utah's a physical team. <clears throat> Cam Rising gets it done. I, I like Utah. Utah's super talented. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, the the border war saw that uh, Coach Mack turned 73, I think, this week. And right now, Carolina minus two and a half. North <clears throat> Carolina. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Which which one? North. Uh you know, the quarterback's the difference in that game. And you got two good ones, Spencer Rattler and Drake uh, May. Um, you, you know, all the hype about Drake May, let's see if it's real. Uh, in South Carolina, which is an up-and-coming program, they did some great things at the end of the year last year. They've got recruited well. Uh, Beamer's done a good job there. But, uh, you know, I think North Carolina, two and a half, I think they, they're better than that in this game. But uh, this is a this is a rivalry game uh, played on the first weekend, and anything can happen. And like I said, all the things that have to take place before that first kickoff, you know, you hope you've got them done. If you don't, if you don't have them done, the other team's going to win. Basically, let's get to Sunday. LSU, Florida State. This thing was big time 
last year as well. And I think the Knowles got a nice bounce a year ago. LSU, though, recovered and had a great finish to the year. Right around two and a half right now, LSU. Yeah, I, I like LSU. I like Brian Kelly. Uh, you know, he's not the most popular guy, but uh, using the Southern, uh, adopted Southern uh, <laughs> uh, speaking style. Yeah. But I like LSU. I think they're loaded. And uh, I think they win this game uh, by at least the spread. I, I'm saying by seven. All right. How, how do, I'm not asking you to pick uh, Colorado outright, but how do the guys fare uh, game one for Coach Prime? Depends on who's available to play. You know, they they uh, everything's been kept a secret. Uh, if they, you know, it's going to be 106 at game time, which means on that artificial surface, it's going to be about 120 to 125, and they're going to have to play two sets of offensive linemen, two sets of defensive linemen, and I, I don't know if they're deep enough in either one of those two positions to stand up and win the game, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I, I think that's the real test. This can either one of those defensive lines, if both of them can play well enough, then Colorado's going to have a chance because they've got the skill and if all their skilled players are available. So, um, but it, this is this is also a, this is not a sprint. Uh, this this metamorphosis at CU, it's a you know it, it's a marathon and it's going to take more than one game to determine where this team's going to end up. Absolutely agree, and that's kind of the the view of of Nebraska this season and Coach Rule, Coach Gary Barnett with us. Coach, uh, last thought, Dion talked a lot about uh, mental health, got after the NCAA this week. I know there's been frustration from Coach Rule uh, with with a waiver, and there's been a lot of denials. And and I know as a coach, your number one concern was was the welfare of your kids, the, the kids you recruited in, and uh, it's uh, pretty prevalent in, in today with just the, 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 the talking points about mental health and the, the actions are being questioned now by a lot of coaches towards the NCAA. Do you have a reaction at all? Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't want the, the portal to, to you know, you, you can't sit there and say the portal's killing us. We've got to be able to stop it where you can only transfer once. And then have the NCAA say, okay, we're going to enforce that. And then when they enforce it, say, well, you, you can't enforce it because of these reasons for certain situations. Everybody knows that mental health is something you cannot pick on. You can't go there. Uh, the minute you do, then you're an old, you know, you're an ogre. You're, you, you know, you don't have any thoughtfulness for other people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you got to draw the line somewhere. And I, and I think the NCAA did. There's been a number of waivers. Actually, I think every waiver that's been attempted since they made that decision has been denied. We've mm-hmm. got one here, and it's all you know. Dion's playing it out for mental health, and th- all that's true. But uh, you, if that's really true, then Dion's going to get that young man all the help he can get within the university and and even outside, and continue to help him get better. It doesn't, shouldn't necessarily fall on whether he gets to play football or not. Coach, thanks for your perspective on that. Enjoy Fort Worth, all right? I'll try. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. There he is, Barney. Coach Gary Barnett, Nail Varsity Radio. Good thoughts on Nebraska and specifically the personality of your team 
taking on what your offensive line's all about. Who's out? Who's in? Injuries up next. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out at Hale Varsity Radio Road Show here in Minneapolis at the Graduate. The first of back-to-back road shows for us. We take Minneapolis on. Real Red Reaction tonight at 10 p.m. or whenever this ball game gets done. So join us and do so on KFOR uh, Facebook and Twitter. The Hale Varsity YouTube channel as well. And, of course, the Hale Varsity Radio and KFOR Twitters at HVarsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Give us a find on Twitter, too, at Schmidt underscore radio. At Herbal Essence on Twitter for Elijah. Cranach is three beers deep. Uh, which is impressive. Uh, we have a lot to get into. Clausburn, he's imaginary, and he wears red so, so, coming up in about 15 minutes. So are you saying Cranach is not going to be joining us now that he's three beers deep? Is, no, that, I, is that what I you're saying? Don't know where, I don't know where he's at. So that was just I, a fun fact. Okay. There's just a sea of red here in the lobby of the graduate. We're just, a, again, a option pitch away from minnesota's stadium we'll hear from joel clatton a little bit we have some over unders some props to talk as well and elijah we we do have some official information for nebraska when it comes to the dreaded injury report nick henrich out dealing with an ankle he is not going to go tonight jamari butler uh, is uh, dealing with a shoulder Uh, that's what we're told anyway Mm -hmm. so he is out. P.J. Fleck left half his roster on the out part. And you've got Ottman Bell, who's been in college longer than Tommy Boy, um, seven years. They're called doctors. Thank COVID. Uh, he is uh, listed as out. So I don't know if it's gamesmanship or if you can um, – I don't know if you can fudge on that or not. Is there fines and suspensions if you lie to the lie to the Big Ten people about injuries? Yes, actually, that was included in the uh, the release last week. That uh, if there is any sort of look at you reading all the way down to the bottom yeah. of the page. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that there will be punishment. But the the bigger one to know, I think Chris Ottman Bell, you're questionable. You're going to be a go. Uh, you're the seventh year wide receiver. Maybe a little bit limited in his role. He's going to be a go. I think the most important one though is. Corey Lindenberg, he was the starting inside linebacker for Minnesota last year. Let him year. in tackles. Uh, second in the team in tackles, actually. Second. Second in the so team in tackles last year, but he so was the there. leading tackler returning. Yes, leading tackler returning. He is listed as out for tonight. And one more thing that I have heard here on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, we talked about Marcus Washington at the end of last segment. I have heard... He is suiting up for tonight, but he is not expected to be a part of the game plan as he missed almost all of fall camp. So maybe a break in case of emergency situation for Marcus Washington. Say it's uh, a late ball game. You need a a couple scores. Maybe then you go dust off Marcus Washington. But I have heard not expected to be a part of the game plan for Nebraska tonight. If you see Marcus Washington, you see Marcus Washington in the second half. I I think that is a fair way to put it, Schmitty. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Get your tea leaves out. Okay. Uh, Eat Beef says Claus is a case deep. I, I hope not. Uh, we need Claus coherent and lovely. What does Joel Klatt think, Elijah? What does he think about Nebraska, Minnesota tonight? And specifically, uh, as we, because uh, Klatt, old Joelster's on the call tonight, friend of the show, 
Uh, what does it look like for Nebraska? We all wonder that. I think we know what Nebraska wants it to look like. But but will it? Here's Joel Klatt. So Thursday night, what are we going to see? Well, from Nebraska, I don't quite know. There are some holes in this roster. There are. And then there's some really intriguing parts to this roster, namely their quarterback, Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims transfers from Georgia Tech. Very athletic player, by the way. First off the bus type of guy. I love it when I talk with coaches because they'll use that terminology quite a bit. They're like, oh, yeah, he's the one that we want first off the bus. What does that mean? He looks like an Adonis. Okay, so Jeff Sims is 6'4", 220. You want him off the bus first. He's going to be a physically imposing player. Now, at Georgia Tech, he completed somewhere in in that kind of 50% range. That needs to increase. It needs to get better. Should it? Probably. Although, I will say that their wide receiver core is the one area that this team is lacking a little bit. That's the, the position that I think that they need to address the quickest. They're decent up front. They've got some experience up front. Turner Cochran uh, is back. Uh, ben Scott played a lot at Arizona State. He transfers in. Uh, Bryce Benhart, he's played a lot for them. So, like, there's guys up front, and I do think that they're going to be able to run the football. Joel Klatt right there. He's betting on Nebraska being able to run the football. Your difference maker tonight, if you get better offense than we think, Elijah, is going to be Sims. Let's get into some props with Nebraska. And I love these over-unders. Some of these are from Vegas. Some of these are the Elijah Elijah Herbal prop. So let's start with, with Sims. And it's over-under, 10.5 rushing attempts. Elijah, I'm going to jump into the pool. My, my my bathing suit is on, and I'm going to say over. I think Sims at minimum has 12 carries tonight. Some designed, some not. I think he combines for at least 12. I think the difference here, designed rushing plays, I think is going to be under that 10.5 number. The question to me, how many times does Sims break, contain, and scramble? And then also, how many times does Sims get sacked? Tonight, because if you remember in college football, sacks, that counts as a rush. It counts as a rush. Look at you, and it counts as You're a just negative rush. The top rope. Come on, let's give the tackles. I'm kidding. Uh, the tackles have a shot to to improve, right? But you're right. That is, um, that is real. It, it, it is a rushing attempt. So man, it's tackle on tackle crime right there. For you? that reason, if we're talking designed rushing plays, and I'll even throw scrambles in there, I'm going to go under ten and a half. Sacks is the X factor. I don't think Sims gets sacked more than two times with his maneuverability in the pocket. So I'm going to lay the under, but barely. I think he's somewhere in that nine to ten rushing attempts tonight. How about yards? Rushing yards, forty-five rushing, forty-five and a half rushing yards. I think if Nebraska wins tonight, Sims is going to have to be a dude total offense-wise. He's going to have to carry it 12 times uh, or, or more, and, and I think he's going to have to be close to 100. In Sims' seven starts last year, he went over that number three times. Uh, twice of those times was uh, solidly over 81 yards and 95 yards. I'm going to say if Sims is your X factor, he's going to go over that. And if we're on my 9 to 10 rushing attempts for over 45 yards, talking somewhere in 5 to 6 yards a rush, I think that's a healthy number for Jeff Sims. So I'm going to go over. 180 passing yards for Jeff Sims. He needs to be around 200. He needs to be around 200. And if Nebraska can control the football with him carrying at 12 times, you figure the running back room is going to get another 30 combined carries somehow, some way. Uh, Sims needs to be right around 185, 190. 
and it's got to be a 15 for 20. And if Nebraska's living right, there's minimal third down pass attempts. They're just they're just this, and 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 be fifty percent on those. I'm asking for a hell of a lot. And it should be noted, this is one of the ones I actually got directly from Vegas. So Vegas says 180.5 passing yards for Jeff Sims is your over under with the wide receiver room, and with how Nebraska might try to control possession in this game. I might lean under, and it should be noted, Jeff Sims uh, was over that number. Only three times, excuse me, only two times last year. It's a different Georgia Tech offense, but I'm going to go barely under that number, somewhere in the 165 to 175 yards for Sims tonight. And if that is the number for Sims, I think that means Nebraska is probably playing with a lead in the fourth quarter. If not, probably going to get over that 180 number just based on how many times he's going to have to drop back and throw. Here's here's a sneaky number, and it's not on not on the Elijah Herbal board. How many touches for Ramir Johnson? If, if you're down at wide receiver, if you've got Borkature that's really about it proven-wise, not that Fedoni's not a nice talent, but Ramir's your third down guy, and he's, he's a tough-as-hell runner. Don't you just kind of feed him the football any way possible? What, what? Check down between the tackles, however you want to go, some screen passes. Set the number. Set the number, and I'll give you an over-under. Make sure it's a half number, too. Make sure uh, we're, there's no pushes on this one. Let's say 12 and a half total touches for Ramir. I'll go under. I have it somewhere in the 5 to 8 range for Ramir. I do think he's going to be a, a good receiving option. I don't think that there's going to be many designed rushing attempts for Ramir Johnson tonight, though. I, I do believe that is going to go really? to Grant and Irvin, despite the fact that Grant is third on the depth chart. I, I think Ramir Johnson might get more snaps. I think Anthony Grant might get more touches. I'm going to go over. Okay. I think I think you're going to see about five to seven carries from uh, from from Ramir, and I think he could have I don't know five catches. I think he'll be right there. Like I think he'll be right there, right around ten to twelve. Well, Elijah, do you like anything on on time of possession? This is an interesting one to me. I personally, I couldn't find this one in Vegas. This would be a weird one to bet, but I do think it's going to be one of your stories for the game tonight. Can Nebraska win time of possession? Minnesota, when they lose time of possession, sub 500. So there's your interesting number. If Nebraska is, in fact, winning the time of possession, history would tell you that they are going to win this game tonight. I have the total uh, time of possession for Nebraska set at 27-30, and I don't know which way to lean on this one, Schmitty. This is the X factor for me. If Nebraska wins time of possession, I just kind of laid it out. I think they win this football game. So if you go over 27 minutes and 30 seconds, I I think that's your biggest indicator for a Nebraska win. But this is one that I am scared. If I was a betting man and I was actually betting this, I wouldn't touch this number with a 10-foot pole because I just don't know. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, I think think it's going to be even. I mean, both teams are just going to want to hand it off, burn clock, hand it off, burn clock. If we got to kick it. Uh, so be it. That's you know going to be both both coaching staffs thinking. I think I think Nebraska, if they win, I, you're a thousand percent right. Nebraska has time of possession advantage, and uh, it is all about third downs. Mm. Are you in third and five to seven or worse? Are you in third and three? And can that middle of the offensive line go early and often to to move the pile? Mike Roth. Uh, has chimed in a lot uh, to the uh, weekend edition and the uh, the show on the stream, Hail Varsity YouTube channel for sure. He just popped by to say hi. Mike's got 
a glorious white cowboy hat, like no country for old men, cowboy white hat, right? It's sweet. And if I'm Coach Prime, I'm calling listener Mike and saying, where'd you get that hat? <laughs> I'm serious. I love it. I love it. Schmitty, it last, is so good. One last prop before we get out of here, turnover differential. I think along with time possession, this is going to be huge. Better oh. be even, baby. You better be even if you want to win this. So let's go. Over, under, or exactly zero for the turnover differential from Nebraska's point of view. I'll go under. I think, uh, I hate to say it, I think Nebraska negative one in the turnovers. I think they probably get a takeaway. I think they probably turn it over two, two times. Uh, Brett emails in Chris at HaleVarsity.com You are the worst odds maker ever Am I? No, he's saying that to me Oh yeah, with the Ramir one? That was a little That was yeah. a little inflated, I thought Okay, we'll see We'll see We'll be here for Real Red Reaction 10pm uh, Coming up, the infamous Klausberg With the forecast next And now And now Back to Hale Varsity Radio Thanks for hanging out. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We are on the road here at the Graduate in Minneapolis. Game time coming up at 7. We will wind down the Thursday Roadshow Edition. Many thanks to Sauter Heyman and Lazari's. Junior is slinging pies tonight, so make him work. Put Junior to work with your friends at Lazari's. And, hey, it has been all sorts of fun talking to so many listeners that made the trip. Doug and Mike and Chris say hello. And uh, Mr. Roth and his glorious cowboy hat. And I mean that respectfully. I don't want to get tuned up. Clausburn is with us. It is not quite the Friday forecast, but it is a Thursday edition of Prediction Time. Claus, how are we doing today? Nice to get back to football season. Well, Christopher, I'm doing okay. <clears throat> I'm really glad you decided to bring me out of the dustbin and talk some football, and now you've got me excited about pizza. Now, if Lazari's were in Minneapolis, they'd probably make a tater tot and mushroom soup pizza, so maybe we'll try that tonight and get us on to victory. Let's hear a little music as we get into to forecast mode. Claus, are, I mean, are you a little sad you're not in Minnesota because – Pearl Jam's here. It, it's the state fair. It, it's home. It's a, it's a home football game. I, I would think you were going to be able to hit the road. Well, Pearl Jam doesn't really do a whole lot for me. I'm a little too old for that. I, although, I do like that song, Jeremy. That's a pretty good one. I've never known a bad <laughs> Jeremy. In fact, I remember a fellow you had working for you about 15 years ago, a real handsome guy. Uh, funny and hilarious and probably wouldn't be where you are in your career without him but other than that i don't know a whole lot about pearl jam and then of course the minnesota state fair it's a fun fact the minnesota state fair is the reason why tinder isn't too popular in minnesota why get a dating app when you can just swipe right into the livestock barn Glasburn is with us for a Thursday forecast. Nebraska, Minnesota, Tail Varsity Radio. And Claus, you know, there's a ton to get into with this ball game. Uh, what are you anxious about? How do you think it goes? Um, after the last decade or so, I'm anxious about literally everything. But I think the thing I'm most anxious about is probably the quarterback play. 
I'm a little nervous about going with what our eighth starter in three years it feels like. So hopefully the boys can rally together and get the Minnesota Gophers back on the pond in their little boat. Well, you know, it's going to be tight. Uh, and at least Vegas believes that it's minus seven, the over under minus 43 and a half. Would you have uh, made any money last night, Claus, with the over under Nebraska breaking the world record for attendance at a women's sporting event? I would have hammered the over all day. And I've seen a lot of people saying things that, well, the only reason Nebraska does things like this and win internet polls and show up 92,000 strong for a volleyball match is because there's nothing else to do, but we've got corn to harvest and we've got Kool-Aid to drink and Dorothy Lynch to put on our salads. And of course, don't forget the Carney arch. We can always go to the arch if we're feeling down. So (laughs) I knew that we'd be out there to support the girls and what a fantastic night it was. The entire world is talking about Nebraska for reasons other than stark weather. So I take that as an absolute win. Well, well, Claus, the other talking point today, not only is it volleyball day, but did you see the video of the man in northeast Nebraska driving down the, the highway with the bull in the passenger seat? I was wondering if that's anything you've ever tried to pull off. Well, I've never put an actual bull in a passenger seat, but there were several times after a night at the Legion Club we had to go get Bob and... I'd imagine there was probably a similar amount of logistics required to get the bull in the passenger seat as there was with Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was the the bull's name? Howdy Duty. Howdy Is that Duty. right? Howdy Duty the bull. Um, let us get to prediction time. Uh, Elijah. <laughs> sorry, I just had wanna... a problem with my vape. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my sweet Lord. I got some um, free ones, and I don't think they're very good. <laughs> free vapes are always better than the alternative. Oh, no. Elijah, you uh, just take us back on the yellow brick road here. What happens? <sighs> and give me a score. <sighs> Sorry, I had to get over the, the vapes one. I was, that was out of left field. I didn't see it coming. It happens every week with Claus. Okay, uh, back to business here. Okay, Nebraska-Minnesota. Uh I think it's a a tough game. I think it's a physical game. I think it's close all the way through. And as we kind of laid out back in the first segment, Schmitty, I think it's an absolute rock fight. Uh, So uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of offense to be had. I think that the the, the defenses are going to be on full display tonight. And I will say, I think it's a new day in Nebraska, volleyball day. You felt the momentum. You feel the momentum with Rule. I believe Rule, whenever he discusses the, the... the traits he's been trying to instill within this football team and how they're going to be a fourth quarter team. I think Nebraska gets it done in the fourth. I think it's a breath of fresh air for Nebraska. I think it's a late touchdown, 23-20. to 20. Nebraska gets it done. Uh, Dion says Nebraska 267, Minnesota 3. The win, the cover, the overs. That's a Bill Dolman Dion, type prediction right there. Uh, it is. Bill Dolman is actually on his way. He is en route for perhaps the Real Red Reaction show. So I got to ask, Claus, it is your turn. It is your time. Give me a prediction. What happens tonight in Nebraska, Minnesota? Well, first of all, P.J. Flex thing is all about rowing the boat. I got to ask, who the heck rows a boat 
anymore. They've got unless you're a fitness enthusiast or trying to run from something. You know, they accuse Nebraska fans of living in the past, but we've had outboard motors for almost a hundred years now, so I don't know what kind of past <laughs> they're living in up there. I I have to say, boys, I have a lot of confidence in this football program. I like the things Matt Rule is doing and of course we have never failed by having a coach who played on an undefeated team in the mid-1990s. So I'm going to take Nebraska 27 and Minnesota 21. All right. Claus says 27-21. I am going to go against the grain. Uh, one of the comments says too soon on the vape take. <laughs> I'm going to say it's too soon to win in the fourth quarter. But as our dear friend Brandon Vogel said, this will make you optimistic about the next one. Nebraska, uh, just not enough. And it's a turnover that does it. Gophers 21, Nebraska 17. But Nebraska covers. Nebraska covers. Moral victory. that's how it happens. Claus, what's for dinner tonight? About 30 seconds before we say goodbye. Well, I've got a nice almond-crusted uh, uh, northern pike. <laughs> feel like I get in real Minnesota fashion there. All right, little little almond-crusted pike. Claus, we love you. Thanks for the time. Okay. <laughs> there he goes. Claus joining us. God, I missed him. The first of many Friday forecasts. At least we're not talking about stark weather. Okay. We'll wind down a Thursday pregame on Hale Varsity. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, download the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Hale Varsity Radio can watch the show. Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. The Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed is there. And the show replay is there. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in on the stream yard and all of your comments. We tried to get to as many as possible. Keep that same energy, good, bad, or ugly in about three and a half, four hours as Real Red Reaction gets going uh, live here from the graduate here in Minneapolis. We'll have post game. We'll still be in Minneapolis tomorrow. Uh, site to be determined, but we'll be here. Uh, and uh, also for the Saturday, the weekend edition, still in Minneapolis, as I will get my flannel out and and sing uh, along with uh, with one Edward Vetter. Elijah, uh, enjoy yourself tonight. Uh, Uncle Mark says, "Put some red on." <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't have red. I can wear on game days, and I can't show up to the press box wearing red just can't do it so i'm uh, sprinting across the street shortly a uh, ton of nebraska fans here at the graduate big thanks to Sauter Heyman and lazaris god love you both for helping make this road show a reality minnesota tonight boulder next week we want to see you out there with your friends at blur and big red of the rockies and gary michaels so we are we are loaded up these first two weeks elijah uh, a lot of backlash with me calling for a Minnesota win at home in week one. Apologies. But I'm not, I don't think I'll be wrong. If I am wrong, we'll, 
give me hell and, and pour some salt tonight around 10 o'clock. Schmitty, it is our job to take all the information that we have gathered over the nine, the past nine months and make an informed decision. And I truly do believe that based on what I know, decision. Is that what? <laughs> based on what I know over the past nine months and what we've heard about Minnesota, there's a lot of question marks with both teams. They both, I think, have or at least want to have an identity that replicates the other. And I think with that in mind, tonight's game truly is a toss up. It's who is going to be able to make more plays in big time moments. I think, truthfully, Nebraska especially on that defensive side of the ball, has more players that can make big-time plays in big-time moments. I think that might be your difference. Somebody's got to step up and make a play. I think Nebraska gets that tonight. Maybe I'll be wrong. Who knows? I guess we'll find out. We'll all find out together. I, truthfully, up until about 24 hours ago, was going to be picking the Gophers in this one. Something about Volleyball Day in Nebraska and just the mood around Husker Nation swayed my opinion. Is that going to be right? Is that going to be wrong? Well, Schmitty, we're going to know here in about four hours. The pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman weighs in, and he says Nebraska football tops Nebraska volleyball. 92,004 to nothing wow. over Minnesota. Wow, so that's... Dolman saying Nebraska football scores 92,004 to nothing. That's a hell of a, that's that's a, hell of a Bill Dolman prediction. That's a classic. It is. I, I, I like the input. I love the enthusiasm. Uh, Cranach, I have not gotten an update how many beers deep he is. We got a vaping and Starkweather reference if you need that from from Clausbert <laughs> about 15 minutes ago. Uh, back for Real Red Reaction after the Nebraska-Minnesota game. Elijah Herbal, Bill Hooks, Will Wilson, Schmitty uh, for your post game tonight. Thanks for listening. Back at you a little later with Hale Varsity presented by Currency. A Huda Media Production.